Welcome to the Closing Time Podcast for the week of October 25th, 2019. I'm Joe McGuire. She is Abby Bro. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of our super awesome podcast. We're yeah, so well, excited. Podcast and a vlog. That's right. I guess or that's... not a vlog. I don't know. I don't know. A video. A video. It's a video. A video <laughs> podcast. Well, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, we thank you so much for joining us and, and for subscribing and uh, for keeping up with us on Instagram and on Facebook mm-hmm. and on the Twitter. We're up on the Twitter a little bit now, which is absolutely fantastic. Now, yes. um, you may have seen uh, an email come through from the National Association of Realtors, uh, which issued a warning about an ongoing scam that fraudulently is asking recipients to register for an upcoming conference. Right. Now, realtors, I have to say, are very trusting people. Apparently. And people have been signing up for the conference. <laughs> yeah, left and right. Unfortunately, the 2019 Realtors Conference is not real. No. Nope. Um, so you will not be getting those drink tickets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the email uh, comes from a Comcast address. It displays the, as it's it does? from... It comes from a Comcast. Yes, <laughs> that displays NAR, so it looks pretty legit. Okay. Uh, if you get it, screenshot it, and I, this is insane to say, but send it to the FBI. Oh wow. Yes, uh, NAR has already alerted the FBI. Do we have a direct contact within the FBI that we? Can... <laughs> I'm sure at this point we do. And again, okay. look, you know, so an email just came out this morning warning about even more scams wow. because, again, you know, as realtors, when your phone rings, mm-hmm. you know how a normal person sees a weird number on their phone and they don't answer it. Yep. We answer it all the time. Might Every be an out of state buyer. Yes. Or a referral or something, so we answer it. So where I think realtors are probably a little more prone than the average bear to becoming a victim and of a scam. And we're busy people. That is know? definitely true. And again, if they're offering drink tickets, we're there. We like drink tickets, mm-hmm. and there's no shame in that. But anyway, uh, if you see something that looks sketchy, uh, ask about it. And don't listen. If you already fell for the scam. Right, you got your drink tickets in the whole nine. <laughs> Just let the FBI know. Yeah, they're not gonna. You, it won't be any embarrassment to you. Well, I feel like a lot of times people are embarrassed when they get scammed. Yeah, and so they're like, ah, I'm just gonna. And then have you been getting? Uh, we've we've been getting actually the text messages that oh say. My. So there are text messages. They just say, um, Abby, can you talk? This is Sanam, broker owner. And I'm like, why is Sanam texting you from a weird number? And why is she telling me that she's the broker owner? <laughs> You know? I got one from Tom, uh, oh, Tom asking too. if I could get him gift cards. And that's what it is. They ask you for gift cards. So now they they send me them still to this day. Yesterday I got one. I'm like, get your own gift cards because I'm not doing it. <laughs> see, but every Probably time not. I see it, I think I should go get Tommy's gift cards. <laughs> no. And then I think, wait, Tom would never ask me no. for a gift card. What am I talking about? He doesn't need them. Um, uh, Facebook has, has recently stepped up. I don't know if you saw any of the testimony uh, yes. of, of, of uh, Mark Zuckerberg. That was yesterday or the day before? Yeah. yeah. Um, he got a little beat up mm-hmm. before Congress. Uh, but Facebook has done something very cool. They are pledging $1 billion for affordable housing. Um, Google recently committed a billion dollars. That's to, great. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and so, uh, is it enough though? It's probably not. Yeah. Facebook estimates that they'll make about 20,000 units, most of it middle class housing for the people who work for who them. Who work for them Menlo that can't Park, afford California. to live in the area. But 250 million of that money is going to go to a special partnership with the California Governor's Administration 
uh, in which the state will essentially donate publicly owned land to developers to mm. build affordable housing. That's great. Now, it seems a little suspicious, doesn't it, that these companies are just giving over all this money? Um, business leaders in other industries have been doing this for quite some time, that rather than um, basically a, a perk of the job, Mm -hmm. is to get an affordable home so that you're comfortable and you can your family's set you got a house life's good and you could focus on work the american dream yes right um it's it's a, it, basically these companies they're 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 trying to steer their focus from the shareholders to their workers novel thought that's awesome henry ford i'm here for that henry ford would be so proud yeah because really, I mean, he was the guy who, who came up with the thought of happy workers do better work. Yeah. Yeah. So. And they're able to show up every day. Yes. Yeah, because they live in a home. When you don't live in your car, it makes it easier to get to work. Yeah, so I'm definitely here for this. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, speaking of homes and people who own homes, yeah, have you ever felt house poor? Yes, from time to time. Yeah. You've got a beautiful home. You've got a lot of nice stuff in your home, but then you really can't go out to dinner. Yeah. Because money gets a little bit tight. No retail therapy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a new study came out. More than 70% of homeowners in the United States feel house rich, but cash poor some of the time. This due in part to stagnant wage growth uh, that fails to keep up with the cost of living. Mm -hmm. Despite the fact that more than 60% of homeowners have low mortgage rates, which would be anything under a five. And they're uh, getting lower. Yeah. And between 10 and 50,000 in home equity, about 30% of people have that. The majority still don't feel like they can turn their home into instant equity. Mm. The reason is because we spend time in high school on things like geometry and trigonometry when we should be doing checkbook 101 yeah. and simple investing for your future. Yeah. That's what classes should be about. Over 60% of homeowners know they can apply for a loan or sell their home to access equity and just don't, which is sad. Again, I think it speaks to well, lack of understanding how the whole process works. You're recommending that if they feel that they are house poor, that they should just sell their home? Not necessarily. Okay. There's ways, you know, there's ways that, you know, again, I've got great equity in my home. My wife right. and I are thinking about taking out um, a, a home, home equity, equity loan. loan. We so want to redo that... the kitchen and do some other stuff. Right. Maybe take a vacation. Oh, my gosh. That sounds awesome. We deserve it. Let me know, though, because we got to coordinate. Oh, yeah. Details. You'll have to cover all my showings. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last thing was 26% of homeowners said they'd be willing to apply for a home equity line of credit or to sell their current home. So there's literally people who want to sell their home. Right. And that's probably, that might even be the best thing for them. And they're not talking to the bank about home equity loans. They're not talking to people about selling their homes. They're not taking the next step. They're out there. Right. You got to go out there and find those and people. Them. And houses are selling. Um, in September in Hartford County, I think it was an average of 51 days, the houses that on the market. And then the rest of the state, it was in the 30s. Wow. I know, maybe 40s. But um, yeah, so things are, are selling even in the fall market. So uh, get out there and reach out to the possible buyers that want out. Now, uh, if you do have buyers looking mm -hmm. for homes, uh, there is a, a list that came out. America's 10 best places to raise awesome. a family without going broke. 
There is a Connecticut city on here, mm -hmm. and we'll get to it in just a minute. Just to give you an idea, this is this was the criteria uh, in determining where the best places were. Median home price, high school graduation rate, percentage of residents under 18, percentage of teachers, childcare workers, and um, other professionals, low rate of crime, uh, and I love this, percentage of toy stores. I didn't catch that. Yes. That's hilarious. Um, which these days is practically why. zero. Yeah, right? Um, by the way, shout out to uh, the wooden toy in Weathersfield. Okay. I took my son there the other day. It's literally like the only toy store anywhere around. Well, there's one in um, Middletown. Oh, uh, Amato's. Amato's. I've been there too. Love yeah. that place. Uh, love toy stores. Glad that there's still some in business. So shout out to Amato's too. All right, let's take a look at this list. Number one was Des Moines, Iowa. Mm. Not necessarily my choice for places to live, but a great Midwestern city nonetheless. Lots of bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and parks. And the Waveland Park neighborhood uh, brings in young families and young professionals. It's all single family homes uh, right in the center of town. Uh, they've got lots of public schools and a plethora of affordable homes. And that's what makes Des Moines so sought after. Right. Uh, number two on the list, this was a bit of a shocker, but Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, it's home to 30 Fortune 500 companies, four professional sports teams. Unfortunately, none of them are good. <laughs> it's got a very diverse population yeah. and uh, it's very own chili. That includes spaghetti. Get out of here. Yeah. Only Midwestern people would put spaghetti in chili. But anyway. That's so interesting. Uh <laughs> These family-friendly features, uh, along with affordable homes, are drawing out a host of out-of-town buyers in yeah. the Cincinnati area. Our camera guy is uh, actually a Midwesterner. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to insult you. Uh, third on the list, Lexington, Kentucky, which is just a short drive from Cincinnati. Yeah. For people who don't know uh, geography, at I've all. been there. It's great. Okay, yeah. so you know, uh, Lexing Lexington's a rare university town that's both mm -hmm. affordable and boasts a thriving art scene, if you yeah. can believe it. Uh, it includes an outpost of the very hip 21C Art Museum Hotel. There's museums in Lexington. I think some, again, I think, yeah, sometimes you have a mindset. Joe. You're like a Southern state with museums. I Stop just don't it. believe it. But people think that way and they do have them and that's why I'm talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, also home to several Fortune 500 companies. Uh, and they've got this uh, 100 acre botanical garden with horse farms, because it's Kentucky. Yeah. Um, that just sounds amazing. Again, not a place that I would necessarily think of. Here's another great one in another college town, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Wow. You ever been there? No. Uh, that and the whole uh, Northwest Arkansas metropolitan area, mm -hmm. um, they have seen an 18% population increase in the last nine years. All right. Obviously a very desirable area. There's a mountain biking hub with 100 miles of trails. Mountain bikers, they they stick together. They sure do. They, they love what they do. Um, you can find a beautiful home within a mile of all the shops and cafes for under $300,000 in wow. Fayetteville, Arkansas. So my brother is actually moving um, not too far from there uh, in Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we can recommend a good realtor that he can work with. Um, yes. I know one. Okay. <laughs> um, number five on this list. It was a little bit of a shocker. Mm -hmm. 
because it's from Connecticut. That's not the shocking part. No, the shocking Connecticut's part great. Is that it was Hartford, Hartford. Connecticut. That's right. The Congratulations. insurance capital of the world yeah. is a great place to raise kids. Um, they've got lots of gigs uh, for parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's also several Fortune 500 firms. Obviously, ESPN's in Bristol, so you got that nearby. Tons of great parks, museums, the restaurants, and the bars in New Haven. I mean, in Hartford. <laughs> a, little a little slip, slip there. <laughs> I was always a New Haven guy until I moved to Wethersfield. Right. And I, so I'm all about Hartford. Mm-hmm. Uh, over by the University of Hartford, the, you got some nice areas. Asylum Hill. There's the sprawling Victorians. West End, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the highly rated magnet schools. My daughter actually goes to uh, one of the Hartford Magnet Schools, Kinsala, which is a, a, a performing arts school. So why were you so surprised? Because, no, see again, I, I've made some jokes here so far today about people making assumptions about things. Yes, you have. And again, you know, ask anybody in Connecticut what they think of Hartford, and they're like, oh, Hartford's trash, Hartford's poor. Right, they Hartford's keep trying to revive city. it. And similar to Bridgeport, perhaps they just haven't had much success in the revival. Um, cause they've poured a lot of money into the downtown and if you go there after five, it's dead. Yeah. But there still is a lot more to offer than, you know, the bar scene. You know, they have the culture, they have the great neighborhoods, parks, schools, like you said. Yeah. Um, diversity. And I, you know, I think it's, um, got a lot to offer obviously. And, and it, it there's the proof. It's got so there's much. It made this list. Number yeah. six on the list, the home of Warren Buffett, Omaha, Nebraska. Um, he still lives in a, in a house he bought in 1958 and paid 31.5 for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wow. why he's a bazillionaire. Yep. Uh, the town boasts nearly 1,000 other companies, including 10 that are Fortune 500 companies. Mm-hmm. They know that's where you want to be, somewhere in the area of Warren Buffett. Right. Um, I would say this next town is is the least uh, well known on this entire list. It's called McAllen, Texas. It's an hour's drive from the beautiful beaches of South Padre Island and five miles from the Mexican border. It's a haven for food lovers, uh, offers a wide array of casual seafood spots and Mm -hmm. obviously lots of Mexican restaurants. Um, Sounds wonderful. Yeah, absolutely amazing town. Number eight on the list, it's one we've seen on other lists before, Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, this was not a surprise. Um, Obviously, they've got brats, they've got cheese curds, they've got amazing (laughs) beer, uh, great restaurants, farmer's markets. I've got a friend who uh, is actually from just outside of Madison, uh, now lives in Chicago, and he's always talking about how amazing Madison, Wisconsin is. Uh, and obviously the proof's in the pudding because every great list that comes out about cities to live in, yeah. they are always on the list. Number nine is in West Virginia. And again, I say that because in people's mind, you're like, oh, coal miners, right? No, there's so much more to it than that. And Just there's coal miners. <laughs> I wonder how many eye rolls I get in an episode. Did you know Huntington, <laughs> West Virginia has its very own symphony orchestra? I didn't. You didn't? People don't necessarily know that. There's yeah. lots of outdoor concerts. There's kid-friendly museums. Yeah. Uh, the Pullman Square recently developed at a downtown park that hosts events from hot dog fests to 5Ks, and they do it every single weekend in Huntington, wow. West Virginia. 
The last one on the I list. I love this one, to be honest. The last one on the list uh, makes sense because it's not Connecticut, but it's where the people who leave Connecticut, I think, mostly right. are going to. That it's is a concentrated area of Raleigh, yep. North Carolina. Concentrated area of relocated Yankees. <laughs> is that what is that yeah well that's Cary, north carolina that but it's is quite hilarious close. it's quite close uh it's an anchor of the research triangle mm-hmm. uh i believe along with uh Cary. yeah and durham yes and durham right yeah. where, where uh where duke is yes uh it offers a wide range of well-paying medical jobs technology and textile gigs it's fabulous uh very affordable homes mm-hmm. and they've been pulling in people from california and new york Great and weather. connecticut like nobody's business the city population has grown by 16.1 percent yeah in less than 10 years so there's some great places out there. Right. And again, you know, I, I, I sort of joke because there, people have those mindsets. Um, we just did an interview recently with a, with a guy who develops modular homes. Mm-hmm. And we ourselves had to shake that like, oh, wait, these aren't like junky houses. No, they're no, not. They're no. actually better than real homes. But until you address that and you homes. know it, right. Traditional. Traditional. That's the word. Yeah. That's the word we couldn't so come up with. So these are great options of places to live. So if you are interested in moving to one of these locations, reach out to us because we can help you with that. Or if you're interested in moving to Hartford, yes, where the people to go to, again, yeah, we can help you with that as well. Mm, and we would love to do that. Yeah. Now, um, I, I bought my first home in 2012. Mm-hmm. And um, I do love it. Yeah. There are times where I do feel house poor. Uh, and the other thing I I wasn't looking forward to with home ownership. I'd always been a condo townhouse kind of guy because mm-hmm. you know somebody does all the maintenance. You have? Oh yeah, I, okay. that was always yeah. my jam. I didn't want to do that kind of stuff. Uh, you came across this list, forty seven skills. Reason, but the reason I like this list is because it's from this old house. Yes. And honestly, I love this old house. I binge watch it all the time, and I remember like sitting down on my father's lap watching this old house like every. Was Sunday or something? Yeah. 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 So it's 47 skills you need for home ownership. I figured we're not going to go through the whole list. It's too many. But too many. Here's the ones. Some of them are silly. Here's the ones I personally needed to use Mm -hmm. when I became a homeowner. Number three. You can laugh at me if you want. Number one is uh, is to fix a leaky faucet. Your faucets are constantly going to be leaky, especially if your house is more than five years old. Yeah. Now, reason why Dig a Hole came into play, our cat passed away last Thanksgiving. Mm. And it was a terrible ice rainstorm. You ever been out in one of those? I had to dig a hole to bury our cat in a, it was like 30 degrees out and it was freezing rain. And I was not great at digging holes. So I guess, you know, me joking, I would say you should know how to do that from kindergarten, but (laughs) (laughs) no playing in the sandbox. There's there's just digging a hole and then there's really digging a hole. And then there's digging into different kinds of soil and knowing that you need a spearhead and you perhaps need to chisel it. Yeah. Locating a stud. Yeah. You're going to need to know that. Literally the day you move in, because you're yep. gonna want to hang up pictures. Picture, and yeah. if you don't know where the studs are, mm-hmm. your pictures are gonna be on the ground before the night's out. Yeah, I recommend a stud finder. You just They're put cheap. it right up on the way. Yeah, they are very cheap. Here's your stud. Start banging. Yes. Um, you can laugh all you want. Um, unclogging a sink. Yeah. I have had so many problems. 
Mostly with, you know what my son did once? He clonked the drain in my bathroom and then turned the sink on and locked my bedroom door. Stop it. Mm, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, he did. Okay. And right. eventually the water actually poured through my uh, living room ceiling. Mm -hmm. And there was a hole that I had to patch up as well. So maybe that should be on the list. What to do when your son ruins... Patching a ceiling, ceiling. is on here as well. Yeah. Um, removing a strip screw mm -hmm. is something you need to know. And also avoiding stripping the screw. Yeah. Those are two different ones on the list. They, they explain how to do all this. So... Uh, we're going to post it. this list up yeah. so that, that you can get to it. Because this is all really, honestly, really good stuff. And it was things that, no offense to my dad, my dad didn't teach me any of these things. Because his dad used to come over and fix Just all fix of it. our broken stuff. So we'd never learn. But as a realtor, these are things that are items of value that you can share with your clients. So right before the closing, um, you know, do a little write-up. These are some things that might be able to help you in the next 30 to 60 days and then onward, you know? I was my own realtor, and I wish my realtor had given, given this to this me. To because my goodness... <laughs> Um, well, my, you're welcome. Then. My father-in-law got me a book, like 500 like repairs for the home for idiots or something like that mm -hmm. because he knows my skill set. <laughs> um, All right. So keep going. Drilling through tile without cracking it. Oh, uh, boy. That sounds frightening. The first time I tried that. I didn't know how to do it, and I ended up cracking all the tiles Stop around it. the tile. Oh, yeah. that I had to pay someone to fix yeah. that. Um, Hardwiring a light fixture. Uh, is a really good one. You're gonna. You, we moved into the house, and my wife was like, "All the light fixtures gotta go." And mm -hmm. I was like, "Ah, you want me to do electric work?" We'll turn the breaker off. That's number one. <laughs> Learn that the hard way, yeah. Abby. I sure did. Yeah. My father-in-law too. He likes to come over to do the electrical work with That's me. Nice. But he always the. I'll always go and I'll turn off the breaker. And while my wife and and my mother-in-law are watching, he'll always take his screwdriver no. and he <laughs> and he always pretend and and I <laughs> they fall for it every time. That's hilarious. It's great. Uh, picking an interior lock. Oh yeah. Uh, especially if you have kids, your kids will lock You've themselves in your room, uh, in their room or the bathroom, which is the bathroom. Yeah. Frightening. Because there's a lot of stuff in the bathroom that. You keep in your bathroom that until your kid's locked in the bathroom that you're like, oh my God, all that stuff's in there. Yeah. It's bad. Uh, knowing which breaker to turn off. Yep. Um, if you're lucky, you've got a panel where it's easily spelled out. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't, good luck. Well, hopefully Especially that, in the middle of the night. And hopefully you find out those things during the inspection. So yes. those are questions well, that's that you exactly want to make yeah. sure are answered for your buyers. Yeah. A lot of these are things that I remember my home inspector mentioning to me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really pay attention. Yeah. Well, I just figured I would. that's what realtors for. Yeah. Um, hanging heavy objects on drywall. Mm -hmm. uh, I've definitely put a giant hole in the sheetrock. Jeez. So, oh yeah. Um, funny story, my wife had me redo our master bath, mm -hmm. which was a huge mistake. We've alternated rooms between Joe does the work and a contractor. Yeah. And it's like looking at two different houses. Mm -hmm. um, I had to put a curio cabinet up. It is slightly off-centered. Oh my God, Joe. <laughs> and the reason it's off-centered is there's two giant holes in the sheetrock behind said curio oh, cabinet. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. People are like, is that crooked? I'm like, yes, but it hides the holes. So it's perfect. <laughs> Securing a loose screw mm -hmm. is huge because you'll have those. Um, here's a great one. 
Stopping the overflowing toilet. Oh my God, yes. Just turn the water off. Yeah. Right at the bottom. I learned that. <laughs> and then finally, picking up a big paint spill on carpet. Oh my God. You've been yeah. in my basement studio. Yeah. Oh, You'll know. Yes. I that was, was bleach, carrying, right? no, it was paint. I had okay. four cans of paint. I was carrying that was just before our housewarming party. Mm -hmm. And this stupid, tiny little can of paint fell. And I used to play hacky sack. So I actually caught it on my foot for a second. And I let it roll down. And it literally hit the first step. And exploded. The lid popped open and it bounced down every stair, flipping yeah. paint all over the At room. At least it's not red. That would have been bad. I yeah. only wish it would have been beige to oh, match the carpet. That would have been great. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have this list up. You can check it out on mm -hmm. our webpage. Uh, but great stuff. And uh, you're right. It, it is truly an item of value. And, and you're, you trust me when I say this, your person will be very excited if you send them a list like this yeah. because it's very useful information. Yeah. Uh, last thing we're going to share for today, uh, I just talked to a Fizbo the other day, mm -hmm. had a great conversation with the guy, and he himself even admitted it is a hard to sell your house by yourself. Yeah. Uh, and he asked me to check in with Especially him in a couple of weeks. Especially when it's vacant and it's the winter months. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, he lives back where I used to live. And so the question may come up, you haven't sold any houses in this area. Mm -hmm. How do you respond to that? Here are five great ways to respond to the, you haven't sold any homes in my area. Number one, my system works. Yeah. It works, it works here. here. It works there. It works anywhere. Yeah. It's all you got to tell them. Simple. Um, here's another good one. I really, really know what I'm doing. Emphasize the really. Yeah. Yeah. You want to say it twice. I really, really know what I'm doing. Um, I know this area from buyer clients. You know, it's mm -hmm. funny. Before I moved to Weathersfield, I had a client who I took and saw, I don't know, 85 houses in Weathersfield with. Yeah. Yeah, good friend of mine. Um, it was one of those where, you know, we would just go look at houses sometimes, even if they weren't that interested, just to go look at houses. Well, you um, got to get your showings. Or sure. You, you know, but I, research for yourself. I learned so much about Weathersfield that when my wife was like, we wanted, we were going to move out of Wallingford, she goes, where do you want to go? And I go, you know where I love? <laughs> Weathersfield. Yeah. And that's how we ended up there. Um, this is a huge one. I'm sure a lot of people use this one, but I have the data. Yeah. It's the internet age. I can find out anything about your town mm -hmm. and all the benefits and pratfalls of your town, all the school information on your towns, pretty much anything I need. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, you haven't sold any houses in my area, uh, a great response. I have expertise to draw on from others in my office mm -hmm. who have sold property right where you live. Yeah. And that's why I'm so lucky to be in this office because we do have people that have sold all over the state for many years and everyone's so um, helpful and, and, and happy to help you. I love that about this office because mm -hmm. for a long time this office was basically you and me and, and our brokers and now it's we've got a lot of really good yeah. quality people in here. Good things are happening. And we talk a lot and we share a lot and we work as like a big team and we work in our, obviously our separate teams but there's there's no um what's the word I'm looking for? You know when there's two teams Direct and they competition. hate each other? Oh. Yeah. 
We don't have any of that. No, I would hope nobody would have that, but yeah. <laughs> I've worked in places uh, where there's definitely been that. Not here, but yeah. other places. Well, on that note. Yeah, and you don't want that. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining us for this week's Closing Time podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you check us out at clovercrestmedia.com. Click on the link for the Closing Time podcast. You can follow us on Instagram. You got to follow the Facebook page. We're up on the Twitter now. Look up Closing Time podcast uh, and make sure you give us a follow. Uh, no matter how you watch it, whether you do it uh, by, by podcast or if you're watching the video podcast, subscribe, share, do all that stuff. We really appreciate it. We really would. Yeah. 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 So until next time, I'm Joe McGuire. She's Abby Bro. Thanks for checking out the Closing Time podcast. <laughs>